on the first episode of season two. Anti-maskers, what a bunch of pricks. A real look at how people have been behaving in the pubs over the past month, and we go round the twist with a brand new pub quiz. Grab yourself a pint and find yourself a seat. The virtual pub is now open. Hello, hello, and we are back. Season two, baby. Welcome to season two, the first ever episode one of the Virtual Pub, the podcast that recreates the pub exactly as you remember it before this pandemic. Just a bunch of mates having a good old bitch about utter pricks in the news, sharing good news and doing either terribly or surprisingly better than you'd imagine in a pub quiz, all while having a couple of pints. I'm Jason England, and I'm drinking Rattler. I'm Moody, I'm drinking Budweiser. I'm Lindsay, I'm drinking Carlsberg. Carlsberg shit. I'm Ben, and I'm drinking dark fruits. I mean, Oof. I get a Carlsberg shit, and Thorpe gets nothing for dark fruit. Because <laughs> <laughs> dark fruits <laughs> is the drink of kings. Sorry, sorry, dark fruit shit. Thank dark you. <laughs> Go back to Thank dark fruits Twitter where you belong. <laughs> is that a thing? Oof. Not oh, knowing Dark Fruits Twitter is a thing. It's oh, very I'm going to Google. I'll, I'll report at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and after being such a big part of a couple of episodes in the first season, we are pleased to welcome onto the team, Leo. What are you drinking, mate? I am drinking, unsurprisingly, a pint of cordial. Boo. What flavour? Orange. What flavour cordial we got? Let's let's hear the details. Orange. Oh. The drink of kings, Ben. Imagine if it was dark fruits. <laughs> the drink of kings. It's only shit when Ben drinks it. <laughs> now, normally there is a sixth member to the team, which will be Daniel Dolby. He is unable to join us for this week, and we hope he will be joining us next week, but he has left us this audio message. Hey everybody, it's Dolby. Sorry I can't make the recording this week. It's a bit of a crazy time at the moment. Um, I was going to try my best to do it, but just at the last moment something came up and meant I wasn't able to be there tonight. So don't miss me too much, you still get to hear my voice. And uh, I've still written a fantastic quiz that's going to come up for you a little bit later on. Just an update on what's been going on with me. So um, we've been off for the month, I turned 30, so... Thank you for everybody who sort of wish me happy birthday and, and all that good stuff. And that's, that's, that's good. Like, I'm still moaning. I'm still pretty grumpy most of the time. Just so I was before. But then again, I suppose some things are never going to change. But um, I'm a lot healthier. I'm a lot happier in myself. Got a new pretty sick tattoo. Got that last week, which was good. The highlight of the month probably just been being able to see people again. Like, all the most of the podcast guys met up for a couple of beers on Saturday. I got to see some of my friends that I've not seen since sort of January, February time, which is, which is amazing because I'm a pretty social person. And being locked up and not being honest with these people has done me no good whatsoever. So, all in all, it's getting back to normal. I think everyone's sort of in the same boat that I am, and uh, hopefully we'll all enjoy it. Now I, I should be back next week, all being well. As I said, it's been a bit of an emergency that's meant that I can't make it this week and I cannot apologise enough, but I promise to be back next week 
Now I'm looking for ideas for the quiz for next week, so you know where to find me on social media if you want to get at me with some of those ideas. And enjoy the rest of the show. I'm sure these guys have got it. I'm going to leave it in their capable hands, and I'll be back with you next week. So a lot of time has passed since we last did a recording of the virtual pub, and obviously a lot of shit has happened. So let's catch up with everyone and let's see what the fuck we've all been getting up to. So Moody, tell us about your last month. How's it been on the edge of the Leicester lockdown? Uh, yeah, so um, obviously we had a very strange day. I think it was actually just before we recorded the season finale where we weren't sure if we were going to find ourselves in a continued lockdown. But when they published the map, we were 300 metres outside. So it's been quite strange because actually life feels quite normal. Um, we're the shops are open, restaurants are open, and you know we've been able to get out and about. Obviously, because of my work, primarily doing deliveries for Tesco, I'm on any working day going in and out of the lockdown area, so I get to see both sides of it. Um, and I mean, if I'm being honest, I think when you look at the city centre and the area that is affected by the ongoing lockdown, the only thing that you really notice is that a lot less shops are open, and obviously the pubs aren't open. You're still seeing people out and about. Think obviously in the last week or so, the message about face masks and face coverings is is finally catching on. Um, obviously, in the supermarkets, it's uh, mandatory now, so that's pretty much. I think it is being enforced up to this point. Um, certainly, walking through the shop, you you don't see many people who aren't covering their face with something, whether it be a, a proper mask or a scarf or something like that. But uh, yeah, it, it seems to be uh, working out from that perspective. But yeah, considering we've been off for a few weeks, I, I guess what I've been up to, it's kind of the same as I was saying week in, week out prior to that. I'm still doing a different delivery job. Had the interesting experience this past weekend of actually going and covering a football match, which is one of the other jobs that I, I do on a sporadic basis. But obviously being in an empty stadium, I heard the, the uh, commentators saying that there was a total attendance at the inside the ground of 120 which included all the players the referees and all the support staff so to be uh, to be at Notts County which is a, a stadium that holds over 20,000 people and be one of only 120 people inside the stadium was a, a surreal experience to say the least but it was nice to actually go and watch some live sport while I was uh, covering it for work yeah and, isn't that um, isn't that like the average attendance for a Notts County game anyway <laughs> oh but yes it's Things are things are ticking along. Hey, it's it's still summer. The pubs are open now, so we can we can go and have a drink. The weather is largely nice, although some days it's pretty crap. And Saturday it was pretty crap. Got soaked leaving the ground and and walking back through town. But uh, yeah, I I can't complain. It's all good. It didn't make us chuckle that Fiona sent us a, well told us that you sent a message saying that you were on the way and just the moment that she said that you got that message it just absolutely caned it down with rain and it's like yeah. that's wonderful time in there <laughs> I, 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 remember, I remember looking at my weather app as I I left the stadium I sort of check the route on my phone check the map I know okay I know where I'm going 35 minute walk check the weather app on my phone and it's got like the one I use it's got like a what they call a minute cast for the next two hours that tells you how much rain there's going to be. Yeah. And, and like with a lot of weather maps and stuff, it uses colours. And if you get green on the rain, then you're probably going to be all right. You know, there's a bit of rain falling, but it's not that horrible rain that's going to soak you through. When it turns yellow, <laughs> then you think, 
yourself, I probably want to avoid going outside right now because you don't need to be outside for very long in the yellow rain to get quite soaked through. So yeah. when I opened the minute cast on my on my app and 15 minutes later it turned to orange, I was like, fuck this, guys. This is really annoying. But um, I mean, I could have shelled the five pound for an Uber, but sod it. Nah. <laughs> it was refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I didn't smell at all stale for the remainder of the evening. <laughs> of course not. You, course at not. least you weren't Jay, who was sat in the dry all afternoon, then stood in that massive puddle. <laughs> <laughs> I realised that, like, on that Saturday was the day that I realised that I can no longer handle pints, and I just walked straight <laughs> through that fucking puddle next to the shed that we were all sat in having drinks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, for everyone who who has no idea what we're on about um so on saturday four of us actually met up for the first time in a pub and had a drink together for the first time in about four months and it was it, awesome. it was exactly like we were just doing the podcast that it means. Was... so just if it, if we didn't realize that we were being real on this before we definitely do now it was exactly what i needed felt great to get out but anyway while you were chatting there, Lindsay, how about you? How's your past month been? Busy, like yeah. really busy. Obviously, being back at work and everything. Uh, it, obviously, we went in for the first week and cleaned everything. Everything was sparkling. It blitzed it all down. And then we had some, I won't say COVID training, because obviously that's pretty much the same everywhere. But we had like tool training for the new system and then sort of what our cleaning procedures were going to be and stuff like that. Hmm. And Everyone's always, everyone was all a bit uneasy about it and how, and how much the company was going to back us up on stuff. Like, are we just going to be making as much money as possible, or are we just if someone breaks the rules, that's it, they're done. Yeah. And luckily, they were very much the latter, which was nice. Wonderful, um, wonderful. <laughs> it was pretty much um, a girl Becky who I work with. She pretty much described it in the best way possible, where it was, it was like the first day of big school. Yeah. So, like, in your mind, it's all being built up of, this is going to go awfully. What if I don't make any friends and everything's going wrong in your head? And actually, it turns out all right, which is pretty much what it was. And that's what opening day was. And I went for a few drinks because I was on the day day shift. It was great. Went for a few drinks after. So I've actually been out out about five, six times (laughs) for the past month. (laughs) But I don't, you wouldn't expect anything less from me. So that was kind of, that was kind of good. We're kind of in the swing of it now. We'll get used to it. Got a few little things I want to bring up about it. A few little negs and a few little pros. Negative. Garmin has been ransomware hacked. (laughs) (sighs) So I've kind of, even though I lost a little bit bit of weight over the past month from walking to work and just being on my feet again, I've not even bothered with my diet because none of it's logging in anything anyway. So what's the point? (laughs) I can't keep track of it. But then... So Garmin's gone down still. It's been like five days now. It's really starting to get to me. And um, I get paid monthly on like the last working Friday. And Ben also might be able to agree with me on this because I'm sure he gets paid on the same as me as well. But my last payday was like the 26th of June. And my next one isn't until the 31st of July. That's six weeks, guys. Six weeks. Why are they so inconsistent? What was going on there? It's just because we I get paid on the last working Friday, oh, so it literally okay. just depends where the calendar falls. Yeah. So it's literally been six. So a month of furlough pay, so already two hundred quid less, having to stretch an extra two weeks. 
Ah, shit. Ooh. (laughs) It was not fun. And then my last little bit that's happened that has been really, really nice. So if you browse Reddit quite frequently, you may have noticed a little pop-up saying about Arbitrary Day when they have halfway Christmas. Turns out you can sign up to be a secret Santa for Arbitrary Day. Ooh. And you just sign up to this to Reddit gifts and you fill out some information about yourself and then they assign you to someone and they assign someone to you and you just buy them a, a secret Santa present for 20 quid, send it off to them, and then you get a present as well. Nice. It was lovely. I felt nice. really nice. Got some little Harry Potter wine glass charms and a little nano block Pikachu, and then I sent mine off to my uh, to my person. She was a nurse who liked cooking and baking so i bought her some little cookie cutter things and like a sweet spice mix and a serial killer book she said she liked that that was like not just because <laughs> i know that sounds creepy but she like she said in a little thing she liked murder mysteries and stuff and what else did i get some lush hand cream because obviously she's a nurse i was initially nervous that you meant like it was one of those yellow fort dummies books like being a serial killer <laughs> or dummies no not quite <laughs> yeah that was and that was just really nice to get something really wholesome from someone random on the internet oh amazing yeah overall very busy but still kind of nice only some slight annoyances yeah what about you mate yeah, going back in time, I guess, uh, to the first week. I guess I was still in podcast mode because it came on to like the Wednesday night and I began ranting to Laura about like whatever fucking politician at the time. And bless her, if I can't get her to listen to the podcast, this podcast is fucked, guys. Like she immediately told me to show up <laughs> because she was not interested <laughs> in the slightest at me just having a bitch. So that forced me to take a step back from reading so much news and being inundated with all the doom and gloom happening on all the news websites on a live stream basis. And it felt wonderful. I don't know about you guys, but it just, it made me feel far less anxious. Don't get me wrong. I do like reading up on this stuff and I do like having a good old bitch for you guys about it and being able to kind of compartmentalize it in my head and also having this weekly thing where I just catch up with you or just kind of just I don't know it kind of becomes like the key part of like my weekly calendar to like oh I'm catching up with all my friends sort of thing but it made me focus more on my work all of my Dungeons and Dragons stuff playing video games and getting my own house in order by journaling more and making sure I get out my flat more I also saw my family saw you all at the pub that first pint was wonderful but as you heard before since i jumped in a fucking puddle i can't handle my pints anymore (laughs) and that glimpse of social interaction made me realize just how important that contact was to me and i know how important it was to a lot of you listeners out there so simply put i cannot wait for this shit to be over so that we can actually get back to some kind of normality on my end I can't yeah, wait hit, to hit. dance. Your point about switching off to rolling news is is totally right. You, I certainly did less day to day reading, um, and I haven't taken a social media break. But I'm leaning towards taking one, possibly over the next few weeks, because I think the way things are evolving at the moment, it's almost like the way news headlines are evolving at the moment 
it's just too difficult to read everybody's snap reactions to everything. <laughs> you just you you almost need to just sit down at the end of the day or every sort of 48 hours or so and kind of take in what's happened like just mm. the stuff that's happened over the weekend with the um with the change on quarantine rules coming back from Spain and everything. That story's taken 36 hours to flush itself out in terms of what the actual reality of it is and if you if you're living and breathing it minute by minute there's so much uncertainty even in terms of what the story is let alone how you feel about it and how you should be reacting to it and that combined with a hundred tweets or facebook posts from people that don't have all the facts it's just exhausting and doesn't and doesn't and doesn't help because ultimately you can't influence it so so this is what's amazing about working hospitality is that you don't have time? Mm. Yeah, I, like literally, I go, I go on Facebook probably maybe like two, three times a day, but I literally see about four people's posts before I have to go do something else <laughs> or like go to sleep. Yeah, Just, yeah. I like, I don't, I haven't read the news since the podcast broke up. I li- I listened to it oh, on the radio today. Honestly, I I only found out about Portland on Friday. So. <laughs> Literally, I mean, you've all been to Mojo. Mojo is a cave. So literally, I've been in a cave for a month. Like, there is nothing. I get occasionally like a little Twitter will send me like, oh, this is a breaking news headline. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll look at that. I didn't find out what was happening with Will and Jada Smith until about a week after it happened. (laughs) I'm behind. I'm now, this is the point where I would always count on you guys to fill me in on stuff. Yeah. It's also one of the massively underrated things about Test Match Special on BBC because, like, today I've been listening to the cricket and they don't break. Every other radio station breaks for the news every hour or every half an hour. Test Match Special doesn't do that. It's just cricket all day. So I've had that on until England have won the cricket and and like don't know anything that's going on in the world while I've had that on all afternoon. It's brilliant. Total switch off. (laughs) I think I'd rather listen to the news. <laughs> oh no, it's been a, it's been a cracking week's entertainment. <laughs> oh yeah, cricket burn. Just Raheem Cornwall. That's that's my highlight of the third test. So Leo, tell me about your past month. How's it been? Yeah, it's been all right. Uh, kind of gone straight, you know, well back into work now. So no complaints there. I, it doesn't even feel like a month since we last did this, to be fair. So I can't remember anything too adventurous happening, apart from last weekend. Uh, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, listeners, if you're playing What the Fuck Now Bingo and you've got the Leo Lanzoni card and you have the Shingles square, <laughs> fucking dab that square. <laughs> because last weekend I developed Shingles. So, I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm actually crying. <laughs> yeah, that I've, was just so unexpected. I've had, I've had some medication now. It's clearing up. But let me tell you, it's not fun. As anything I keep telling you isn't fun. So, uh, yeah, you don't have to be an old wrinkly to get shingles, ladies and gents. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, in the 1860s. I know. I'm going to get fucking gout next, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when my ex-boyfriend had gout? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, gout. 
<laughs> it's yeah. such a funny word as well. I'm just too. like, how? <laughs> yeah. Um, Go on, Leo, you were saying, mate. Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, this past weekend we've had the masks in shops mm-hmm. and it's it's been all right. I'd say 96% of people are wearing them. Some people may not be wearing them because of health issues. Obviously, uh, children in 11 don't have to wear them. Some people are just forgetting them. And they're being very apologetic, and I'm just like, it's okay, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Uh, some people are doing whatever they can to cover their face if they have forgotten. T shirts up above the nose. We've got some tissue that, um, blue roll, that people can use to hold bas- their basket- baskets with when they come in the door. I've seen a woman holding that to her face like she's trying to chloroform herself. I mean, some teenagers are finding it funny to kind of like come in and like having their t-shirts above their face or like kind of running around with their hands across their mouth. And it's just like, look, it's, nothing's happened. We've had no policing yet to police it. Uh, I've had people going, oh, why is he not wearing a mask? Why are you and your colleagues not wearing masks when I am? And I'm just like, try to explain the best I can that it's not the law for shop workers to wear them, though the company probably would like us all to if they can but if you're on a long eight hour shift it's not fair we've all got visors as well so if it comes down that the company wants us to wear some kind of face covering we'll probably have to have visors on but yeah so far i've not had any aggro about it so i don't have to wear it constantly at work but they but tesco's are basically they've they've parroted the government line so they are strongly encouraging employees to wear face coverings on the shop floor if you work in the shop or when delivering to customers so obviously if i go out do a delivery shift then it means that i'm kind of wearing it for five six minutes at a time sort of 12 15 times a shift and today being a prime example where it was it was quite warm in the afternoon and i still have a beard and you find your beard starts getting really sweaty when you're wearing the mask for a prolonged period of time and I've I've only just clocked it today, but I've developed this weird um, response to it, which is because the sort of bit under my bottom lip is so sweaty, I'm almost trying to clean the bit under my bottom lip with my top lip, and then I'm realizing that if I, I that I'm not actually like putting my lip back once I've done it so if I have to wear my I'm going to develop the most ugly looking overbite that you've ever seen I'm just going to be walking around in like if if, if this if this face mask thing is like a five-year job then I'm just for though for the people that are listening to me on this podcast who have the video up now you will just see me walking around in five years like eh, I'm lucky. This will be my normal face. I'm trying to clean my mouth. Nice, nice. I mean, that is definitely one of the things that's come out for me wearing a mask. I pay so much more attention to my dental health because my breath fucking stinks. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I have learned that. It's my mate Kieran. (laughs) Sorry, Jay. That was me laughing in agreement that I have the same problem, not laughing that yes, you have terrible breath. (laughs) Hands over my mouth, like my girl. What you do? My friend Kieran at work before shift. Every shift, he has a Bombay bad boy pot noodle for dinner. Oh, oh dear. Jesus I, mean, I, uh, I concur. But then, like, with... he eats it cold later on in the night as well. What? 
<laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Get to he's your, weird. He's a he's a vegetarian, right? But like what? he doesn't eat vegetables. He literally eats pot noodles and like instant noodles and occasionally eats chips and fake meat and <sighs> stuff. But he doesn't like but he literally lives off like my like takeaway frozen pizzas and, and pot noodles. <laughs> You're about to make Leo sick, and he's already got shingles. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, con- I'll concur with the uh, with, with wearing a mask, even if you have obviously done your daily brushing your teeth routine in the morning. Before you put your mask on, it's always a good idea just to brush them again, especially yeah. if you're wearing it for a long time. It does it does help immensely. And last but not least, it's the return of the Mac, Benjamin Thorpe. How's your past month been? Where to start? Uh, my month has been a complete mixture of either really, really good or really, really bad. So going back to work, I've had some, and this is nothing to do with, and no names were mentioned, but I've had some right fucking dickheads come into that pub. Uh, (laughs) being, being Being opposite the Furland, obviously, for anyone not, for anyone in context, the Furland is probably the roughest pub in Nottingham. Um, and it is just people don't know how to social distance. You would have thought rules, the rules being sit down, don't shout, and just drink your drink and be behave. It's so much harder when you tell people to do it rather than just expect it when it used to be. It's just people are just dickheads, and honestly, it's it's so so save them for picking pricks mate save them for yeah i was gonna say like it's it's just it puts such a dampener on going back to work um now then again i've had some really good shifts and Lindsay was in when i had one of those really good shifts Um, was that when me and all my friends had like yeah that was when we had we had the mojo (laughs) we had the the mojo line and we had a lot of my and we had a lot of industry staff in and you know what? It was really nice. Everyone behaved. Everyone was really quiet, and you let and you let a lot more slide. You know, if people are a little bit louder, you let a lot more slide when people just don't get up from their seat. Yeah, I found that with a lot of it, you kind of have to. You got to do a little bit of give and take in some yeah, respect because obviously it's, we're we're still trying to make money at the end of the day as well. Like we've been getting groups of kids in. With, there's eight of them, but we've only got six to a table, so we're giving them like a a two table on like the other side of the barrier, and then just saying, look, just rotate that two table between we, your sort of self. And as long as you sort of give them that, they kind of give it to your back. Apart from work, though, I've had quite a good month. We've uh, we've demolished a series called Cold Case Files on Netflix, which is Oof. which is bang on. It essentially is just a, another crime documentary, but it's um, it's narrated by Danny Glover. Now it's a really really good series. <laughs> However, I was so disappointed that no one, no detective that had been investigating it for about 20 years and said i'm getting too old for this shit <laughs> like but that is that's the highlight of the month tv wise because there's mm. nothing i've not i've stopped watching normal tv at the minute except homes and hammer obviously <laughs> oh naturally, i mean naturally. that's still a dion dublin is still i still find it a mystery why dion dublin ended up on homes under the hammer 
He's a property mogul. Is he? Yeah, he owns loads of houses and stuff. Why do a I feel of... you? Why do I feel you've researched this, Lindsay? Because when I found out he was going on it, when you told me in Yates's, I googled it and told you back then. Oh well, I was probably drunk. <laughs> Actually, yeah, there's of, no... no, like <laughs> a lot of footballers <laughs> do it. Yeah, but yeah, why? It's a, big, it's a big thing for footballers. I I get Facebook sponsored ads for like a property seminar supposedly hosted by Robbie Fowler, which blatantly he'll just turn up and like <laughs> yeah. pre-recorded video. Um, one of the old Exit City players does it. Like he went he retired from football and now just does property. It's something they because it's easy for them to do because they don't really have to do any work. They just put their money down and pay someone else to do it. It's kind of like the perfect thing for them to do after football. Fair play to him because all I want to see now is Holmes and Hammer presented by Dion Dublin. Teddy Sheringham and Alan Shearer. That's tell a me, pitch. Around that the pitch. <laughs> tell me that you would not watch that because the under the hammer re- football special. <laughs> no, I just want to know why Teddy Sheringham and Alan Shearer. Not obscure. Hang on. What? All right then. What about Les Ferdinand? <laughs> yes. yes. And, um, <laughs> and someone, Moody. Give me the most obscure nineties footballer you could go with. Uh, Ken Moncow. There we go. So <laughs> let's Ferdinand, Ken Moncow and Dion Dublin. Dion Dublin could be the uh, lead fo- lead presenter. Do we need Monson um, on commentary for it? Oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we've got so much. We should pitch this to the BBC. But yeah, my, uh, my month's been... Uh, my, uh, oh, I downloaded Spyro as well because it was on offer on uh, PS in PS... Uh, store in the sale that was great yeah but uh yeah except for that um i've not really done a lot to be honest sounds about like you yeah homes under the <laughs> hammer downloaded one game that i've really played much and uh gone to work join us after the break as we <laughs> pick some pricks Welcome back, and for the first time of season two, it is time to pick a prick. It's time Time to pick a prick. Pick a prick. This is our chance to have a good old bitch about someone or something that has pissed us off in the news or in our lives this week. And we kick off with a bit of a bumper, what they call hospo rant, from Lindsay and Thorpe. Pick some pricks from the jobs that you are in. Well, um, so for so for my place, I'll start. So normally, because the type of bar we are, it's usually quite rowdy, like in a fun way and things like that. So you tend to get like a lot of drunken people. And what we found is we've gone from like little and often to one big colossal twat every night. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, two of my favourite examples, which has actually just happened over this past weekend, was, uh, first of all, this group of, uh, I'm just going to call them creepy guys, 
because they're the type of guys that are like go up to the waitresses and be like, oh, hey, baby, stuff like that. Just kind of in sales, basically. Horrible oh. people. <laughs> kind of in sales. In sales. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like in sales, like usual like salesmen in like car dealerships and shit like that. Yeah, like, they probably were. Like that. Yeah. They probably were. <laughs> they ever watch Charlie's... White Gold? Like them. Oh, okay. They were horrible. They were really creepy to the point that we had to get the GM to come over and serve them drinks instead because he was a bloke and the, everyone else was girls. But oh, the most amazing comeuppance happened. And this is what they were pricks. They were honestly pricks. But the most amazing thing, because they were, we also found out they were cheapskate pricks. So we Oof. got their orders through the app and right. they had ordered the cheapest beer. Okay, we've all done that before. Because mm. obviously being poor and everything. But the cheapest beer on the menu, which they hadn't read properly, was Heineken 0%. and they came back up to the bar with them 20 minutes later like completely untouched and was like yeah you've given us these heineken's and i was like yeah that's what you ordered and he was like well obviously we didn't mean these and i was like i don't know mate i just saw the ticket come through and i gave you the drinks he was like no need to get arsy i was like i'm not mate your mate's the cheapskate one he was like oh yeah bastard and then he was like can i exchange (laughs) them for real heineken's i was like no you just have to order it again yeah, and they're like, "Well, we don't want these," and just gave them back to us. And we're like, "All right," but it was it was it was a great comeuppance for him. <laughs> just like not percent Heineken, you're an idiot. You think you're really gonna get it? Like at two o'clock in the morning at that only place open, you think you're really gonna get a, like a beer for like two pound eighty? Do, do you know what? Do you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna fucking come back and they're gonna see that that one is on the fifty percent eat out to help out scheme and think, "Oh, cheap beer, and order it <laughs> yeah. again." <laughs> we've okay. had that a few times actually people are ordering brew dog nanny steak because it's cheap and it's like and they order about oh. three rounds of them before they realized it was non-alcoholic <laughs> 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 but the, the worst one happened on saturday night and i wasn't there so i didn't get to witness this and the person in question actually left a bad review as well yeah. so there was a group of about 30 a and e nurses that came in oh jesus so obviously there's already there's 30 of them already. So it's already a big like warning sign. Like guys, you work in the NHS, do not understand what's happening at the moment. You think they'd be the, the people that would get it. So we managed yeah. to seat them. We have to seat them across the venue as like basically that's what happens. If you come up in a big group, you will get seated, but you'll get seated in your groups throughout the venue. And if mm. you catch you walking tables, that's it, you're gone. But this one, one of them got really, really drunk. So obviously, fused to server etc as we're well within our right to do as we're supposed to do by law and then she went on a mad one of that i work for the nhs you you're only doing this to me because i'm a nurse screaming at our head doorman saying i hope you get stabbed and have to go to a and e because i won't treat you fuck jesus christ Mm -hmm. and pretty much that goes against everything that you stand for hun so yeah and then said person has also left a review saying refused to serve because I was part of the NHS. No. I mean, no. <laughs> that literally wasn't it yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, Ben, have you had anything similar to that, mate? I had this bloke. <laughs> uh, it was the other Sunday. I took his drink over and uh, he 
was funny about taking his drink off the tray. What? Yep. No, 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 it goes no further. So then later on, there was one bloke who was a regular. I took his drink over in my hand. I was like, his drink. But then he took, he literally collared me and went, why are you taking his drink and not delivering mine to the table? <laughs> At which point I walked away. I was like, I'm not having an argument with you over this. At which point I turned around. I was halfway to the bar and he went, you fucking knobhead. I was like, is there any reason? So I left it. And then later on, he went, can I have another drink? I was like, no, because you called me a knobhead. At which point, he asked several members of staff out for a fight and then proceeded <laughs> later in the week to text someone he knew saying, am I bored? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, look, it's not up to me. It's up to the guy that you actually offered out for a fight, but probably. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so this, this all stemmed from why... Why is it such a big issue to take your drink off a fucking tray? Are you that much of a fucking pleb that you're that <laughs> about taking a drink off a tray? And it's not there often I use the word pleb, but fucking Christ. <laughs> like, you, don't be a fucking moron. Just take your drinks off the tray and follow the fucking rules. It's really not hard. Sit down and don't shout. And it dance. I mean, even, even, I mean, Lindsay, Lindsay on her Asian Tony is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Asian lovely. Tony. No, he's a he's lovely a, lad. He's a lovely lad, but he's a fucking nightmare when he's drunk. Is he any relation <laughs> to Swiss Tony? No. <laughs> <laughs> we wish. I guess the follow up question is is he actually Tony or is it like a Chinese Alan from Gavin and no, Stacey no, situation? No, he's yeah. Asian. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's Asian. He's Tony. He hangs around with um, like a load of the old regulars. But when, he works when at he get... Penny Lane. Oh, okay. Does he work at Penny Lane? Well, he's at Magic. He was at Penny Lane, but now he's at Magic Garden. Irrelevant. Wait, we're on about. No, we're on about. We're on a about different Tony. Asian Tony. Tony. Carry on. Talk about this Asian Tony. <laughs> Hang on. We're on about my Asian Tony. Uh, Tony's <laughs> oh, yours? with Alan. Hang on, your this personal is, property. This is direct <laughs> you to Lindsay. can't do that anymore. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the one that was, um, uh, this, you'll know is the one that used to hang out with Scouse and uh, Alan and everyone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, who yeah, can't, who, when he's had a drink, he just gets up and will speak to anyone and he's really handsy. And he managed to walk in piss the other day sit and have a drink and follow the rules. Now, if he can do it, any fucker can do it. So the simple moral of this story that you're saying here is be like Asian Tony. Follow the rules. Yeah. At your table. Like follow the rules. <laughs> be like Ben's Asian Tony. Follow the rules, date your table, and don't be a fucking bellend. Simples. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like, I don't, I don't think... A lot of people realise that we are just as frustrated as all they are. Like, yeah, we don't we don't want people to queue outside for an hour. We want to have you all in, but we can't. Exactly. Like, there's no point getting asked with any of us because you're just reducing your chances of getting in. Exactly, and we're <laughs> losing money by having more staff on. We're it's... losing. We're, I mean, you don't, Linz, because you normally would have more staff on. But I mean, we're we're making more money now. Yeah, but we're not. So we're putting more. <laughs> We're putting more staff on to do all this extra service. Oh, yeah, and you've not even considered the fact you don't have fruit machines. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we've got to go around. 
and God forbid that like the front, like one of the pubs that I know has um has just opened their pool table again. Uh. Yeah, Roxy's Roxy's are opening on uh Saturday as well. I'm just Look, thinking you know, um the uh fruit machines like that they spit out cash, don't they? And that's like one of the worst disease vectors. Yeah, but mm -hmm. this this is my thing. This is my thing about as I said earlier, sweaty cash. Like yeah. most of our regulars, I mean, God bless them. They don't, most of them don't even. God forbid we have an app, but they don't even bring their phones out most of the time. And if they, <laughs> if do, they do, it's one of them little Alcatel ones. Yeah, I was going to say Alcatel like one of those big buttons so they can see buttons. <laughs> or they pay with. So there's nothing more annoying than someone that is young that comes in and wants to pay with cash. There's nothing yeah. more annoying. It's like it's like some people, like... the way some people behave, it's like, have you not read the news recently? Like at all this year? Lindsay, you begrudge. <laughs> I mean, I mean, God, this may need to be a topic. Lindsay, you begrudge that most of my regulars can read. <laughs> 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 you may need to edit that bit out, Jay. I'm not <laughs> it is absolutely staying in there because no one's actually confirmed where you work. So <laughs> we can get I mean, away with you... that. How could if your regulars don't have phones? How are they going to find us on our many platforms? Exactly. To listen to exactly. Because it is available anywhere you can get a podcast from. They probably think a virtual pub. Probably think a podcast is is something you bury under the ground for ten years, but so it's a <laughs> generation. <laughs> but I, I want to kind of do a little positive thing. Like all in all, it's been all right. Like about ninety percent of the time for me, anyway, it it's been pretty good. Like it, most people have been fun, like friendly. Most people have been really understanding of everything. We get a little bit of a glitch because we we don't have an app. We do like a QR code scan to go to a website, but then at midnight it stops for a minute, so it can refresh into like the next day. And that one minute is chaos because everyone comes up to the bar and like the app doesn't work. I'm like, give it wait till one minute pass, refresh it. Wait till one minute pass, refresh it, and it's constant. And also with the taking stock off it, because we have to do that ourselves. So if we run out of, like, say, absolute vanilla, we then have to take off one star martinis. But anyone who's ordered them up to that point, we then have to go around all the tables and tell them, you can't have that, what do you want instead? Yeah. So, but, but mo mainly, it's been all right, actually. I'm still quite, I still love my job, still quite enjoying it. It's really not it's about the same amount of stress as it always was but then it's still more it's still fun we're still having a good time just we're doing it sober now instead and can well, I, we can rack up, rack up tabs for post shift <laughs> uh, can i say something positive as well as no much... you can absolutely not say anything positive you oh, fine, bastard <laughs> go, on, go on what um, was it what was it mate? No, um, as much as much as i've said the old people they pay with cash and they can't use the app and all that jazz Probably 80% of them have been lovely and they've learned to pay with card. Like, yes. I mean, I, I had one last night who paid with cash all last week and then paid with card last night. And he turned around and said, This is so much easier. And he paid contactless as well and didn't say, Oh, is a, uh, I didn't know how that worked. I was like, He, he literally just accepted it mm. and it was great. Like, there, it's, as much as this pandemic has been shit, it's bringing the older generations into tech. Yeah. In some, I do, like in some ways, it's bringing the older generations to know how to do things without like 
doing their like doing their old thing to jump in obviously what i do is is a very different part of service in terms of delivering shopping where people aren't obviously in the in a venue and ordering drinks and the like but what you tend to find is the the more elderly who are maybe a little bit exasperated with the situation is yes they might be exasperated but it usually starts and stops at a little sort of shake of the head and oh it's all so ridiculous isn't it they still get it they get why we're doing what we're doing they're not arguing it they just want to kind of voice that it's frustrating and hopefully then you're experiencing the same, which is they're kind of wanting to do what they've always known, but equally they understand that there's stuff going on that that kind of means they can't. And once they are handheld through it for the first time, they're quite happy with it in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we've had we've had many people. I mean, I know Lindsay's Lindsay's ninety percent app. And you get the occasional mm. one that can't, but we're probably forty, sixty table service. Right. And they are learning, like the older people are learning. I mean, we've got the occasional one that we've got the occasional over 60 that will use the app, but they're not unwilling to learn. They just don't have the capability to learn. But, like, there's not- for me, for me, there's, there's two things and, it, and they both link to um, what we were saying, what I was saying earlier about businesses that are going to do really well out of this, the ones that adapt to the idea of this being a new normal and one of the thoughts is a serious one and the other is less serious see if you can work out which is which for a place like yours which is predominantly table service you don't necessarily need to be asking people to be getting their phones out and putting the orders through you could literally have the ordering terminal on the table and then just have a contactless machine built in so you could literally be tapping your order in and then you don't even have to be entering a table number or whatever it can be linked to the bar that technology is all doable. Yeah, but, just a, yeah but then just a, it's I mean, also another, yeah, it's it's another thing to clean. And obviously, there's not been a lot of time and undoubtedly some of the things that have been put together will have been put together at quite short notice. And But the point is those businesses, whether it's individual companies or, or chains that embrace this as an idea of a new normal, might look at it and go, you know what, this is the cost that's worth spending because it's going to make people feel more comfortable coming here and and everything like that. I am also really disappointed that I am yet to see a place that has looked at Yo Sushi and gone, this is how we need to do bar service moving forward. Because for me, that is the obvious solution. Just put all the beers on a conveyor belt. Um, And then then all the complaints about the head and how how (laughs) fresh it is. And oh, nah. And there's a prawn on on top of my beer. Yeah, stuff like people that. People would just walk. People would just walk out with several, walk out with several beers, and walk out the pub. I'm sitting the outside area, and then just get homeless people giving them to all their mates. <laughs> right, I have one last little negative thing that needs no comment, but I'm just going to put it out there as a public service announcement. Just because you have booked a table, doesn't guarantee you entry, and with that. Jason, <laughs> pick a prick, mate. So, rather than go for any one prick here, I'm going to follow suit and I'm going to go for a wider group of people spurned on by the insane ravings of some select idiots with influence. Which, speaking of in- idiots with influence, please su- please subscribe to the Virtual Pub Podcast. We are lots of different podcasts and services. Um, but Shameless. I'm talking about. <laughs> Bigger bunch of pricks. I'm, of course, talking about anti-maskers. 
Oh, <laughs> what a bunch of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the C-bomb. It took a while, but we got there. It took 30 seconds after you said it. It took five seconds. <laughs> Bingo! The science behind the virus shows three things. Masks dramatically reduce transmission, and those masks do not limit your intake of oxygen. And to be fair, after the mandates came in over the week, a big number of people have begun to wear them. Although there is a few that can be forgiven a little bit for questioning that little bit because of the botched government response to them. First, they're good to have. Then they're pointless. Then they're essential. Then they must remain optional. Then on the very same day the mandatory mass rule came in, the government was still caught with their pants down with absolutely no idea about specifics when given just the slightest amount of questioning into the rules of when and where you can and can't wear them. Were they too late with the rules? Yeah, but by putting this rule in, they're doing at least something right. Now, the rules and guidelines should say one thing. Just wear a fucking mask. There shouldn't be any like flexibility between it. Not sure why it's so difficult to do for some, and I'm here to break down the arguments of two pricks in particular. Writer and supposed journalist, in very heavy quotation marks, Neil Mark, Neil Clark, sorry. And what Boris Johnson would look like 10 seconds after drinking from the wrong Holy Grail in an Indiana Jones movie, Anne Widdicombe. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Point number one. What time did you get to bed making that joke, Jay? <laughs> it, it took a while for me. <laughs> They do apparently they do nothing to protect yourself as a person. First of all, you selfish wanker. It's not just about you. It's about protecting protecting others around you too. That's not virtue signaling. That's just looking out for your fellow human beings in the midst of a fucking pandemic, you absolute lunatic. Hashtag be kind. There we go. Number two, they harm your respiratory system by not letting you breathe properly. Simply put, this is bullshit, but Let's go down that second point. If you have serious breathing difficulties like that, then you're most certainly going to be in a highly vulnerable category. And if you're ever going to leave the house to get stuff, wear a fucking mask. Simple as. You know what's more painful to your respiratory system? A respirator down your fucking throat. Put a fucking mask on. Number three, they are an affront to your civil liberties. And if that is the case, and you honestly feel a science-driven mandate to wear masks indoors, then remember when you could have literally been arrested in the middle of a lockdown for leaving your house. And how about all the other invasions of your civil liberties? Sorry, Because it's technically not illegal to go eat at a restaurant without clothes on. But you seem to be doing just fine. Don't fucking broadcast that. Yeah, if I've got some fucking naked guy in my pub tomorrow, I'm going to come to your ass and punch you in the face. (laughs) Be be kind to us, man. Don't don't do that. But they seem to be doing just fine going to restaurants wearing clothes. So they can surely put a fucking mask on. They've been told that they have to do it or they've been told that they should be doing it and they don't want to be told by other people. And unfortunately, and I'm not, I'm not going to go all the way down the rabbit hole, but if you want to get to the bottom of why they think that you end up in a long 20 minute story that ends with the British empire and all of the stuff that comes out of our politicians now day in, day out. It's just that, it's just that underlying 
opinion that you are in control of your own life and nobody else can tell you what to do or what not to do and that's the I mean it's it's a fundamental problem of I won't say our culture but I'll probably say western culture because I know there's the same problem in America um some of the south american countries like brazil but it's just kind of that that western culture and it's a bit of a tangent but it, it it's worth talking about um as as regular listeners of this podcast all know we're, we're all pretty much uh, us as broadcasters uh, wrestling fans and i was watching an event from a japanese wrestling show the other day um and obviously in japan they've they've largely got it under control at the moment so they've actually started started inviting fans back into their shows so they were having a, they were holding a show in a in a venue in tokyo which normally has a capacity of just over a thousand but they were operating with social distancing guidelines so basically they were running at one third capacity they had about 350 fans in the in the uh, room and i was watching the show and the English commentator who kind of does the voiceover was saying, and I sort of chuckled when I first heard it. He said, "You know, they they've all been told they have to wear masks, but they've also been told, even though they're wearing masks, that they can't shout or cheer. They've got to show appreciation for the wrestlers by clapping and stomping." And I I chuckled at this first, and I was like, "He's just made that up. There's absolutely no way that they're <laughs> going to be able to enforce that." But you know what? Two and a half hour show. That's exactly what they did. There was no cheering. There was no shouting. It was all just like like some very enthusiastic rounds of applause and stomping and stuff like that. But it's just a different culture. It's the culture yeah. mindset over there is yeah. that's what we're being told. We're going to do it. We're not going to question it. Whereas here, there are large portions of our society that are almost trained to question what they're being told even if on the surface they agree with it? I wouldn't and say... That's... Go on. I'd say, like, it is large portions, but those large portions are also the people that voted in the general election for the Tories yep. and voted leave on Brexit. And probably yep. are the people that go, all lives matter, not just Black Lives Matter. Not to bring it back to that, but it's all that... It's, a, it's that generalisation of... Like that, it's the small-minded people that think that. It's it's the desire to question everything that is said to you, even if you can't think of a reason to question it. So somebody makes a statement, you go, "Well, you know, I can't see any problems with it, but let's just for a second assume that I do," and then and then kind of build that straw man argument. Yeah, which is our politics, which is which is the Ambidicum and the other chap whose name I've forgotten, arguments. They don't, they don't really believe the... Well, they might believe the arguments they're making. They don't really have a problem with the counter-argument, I don't think. But they've just heard something and they feel the need to argue with it, so they do. And really, it's a very different... It manifests itself in a very different way, but that's what Ben and Lindsay, you guys are experiencing in the bars. No one's walking into a bar going, I have a fundamental problem with being told to sit at a table and order my drinks and get them brought to me. Oh, you'd be very but, surprised. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is you're, you're only seeing the end of it, which is when they tell you they have a problem with it. I don't think they fundamentally have a problem with that setup. It was the point you made earlier, Ben. What, why does anyone have a problem with better service? They don't. What they have a problem with is the idea of 
saying to themselves, well, I want to walk up to the bar and order a drink. And then someone saying, well, you can't do that. And then that creates the problem. Yeah, and, agreed. and that's, yeah. that's 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 the issue. It's, it's, it's argument for the sake of argument. And unfortunately, we've with our political discussions over the last few years, we've backed ourselves into this corner. And I kind of throw out the Japanese example as as an example of a culture that gone down that that avenue. And so when something like comes along, which requires people to just be sensible and compliant, they don't question it as an affront to their own personal liberties. They just go, yeah, that makes sense. Crack on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you just kind of hope that people would actually follow that. But unfortunately, we're in a situation where people don't. But all we can do is keep saying, don't be a prick, put on a mask and respect the hospitality staff that are working hard at this point in time. Exactly. I mean, we had we have our group chat. And my point was, why are they putting it in shops, but not in bars? And I think it's a fair enough point that I made that like you spend a lot more time in a pub than you do in doing a shop. Yeah. However, no one's expecting anyone to sit there eating food with, with like every between every bite you're taking with a mask on. But then that's why again, I think it's it's people but, if you're having to eat and drink when you're wearing a mask it's because there's going to be too much moving it up and down which has also been proven moves contamination around your face yeah, exactly more. but um yeah. what my what my following point was going to be was in places like cali uh it was cali in or new york state or something what they in their bars what they're doing is when you sat at the table because the table's social distance it's completely fine to not have a mask. But when you get up to use the toilet, you put your mask on, which I think is completely viable. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Um, it's policing it. I mean, automatically, like, I already did that. Like, when I met up with them, um, when I met up with Moody on Saturday, like, when we went for bathroom breaks, I would get to put my mask on and go anyway with it on. The way I sort of see it is that for hospitality, it's... Basically, the people doing that, it's non-essential. If you're choosing to go to those businesses, you are therefore putting yourself at risk. So they basically don't have any right to kind of dictate what we should do in forms of PPE. It's just whether we choose it. And you'll find businesses aren't like pubs and stuff. They're not saying it's mandatory for the staff to wear any anything. It's all completely up to us. So 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 for me, we've got we've got two linking issues in what we've talked about here in terms of why is it mandatory in stores but not in pubs and then what about staff well officially and i'm going to put to one side what i think about the decisions here officially the reason that they've made it mandatory in shops but not in bars is that based on the guidelines that have been issued in bars bars should only be open if you can safely social distance yeah. And therefore, yeah. the requirement to wear a mask is not needed because if you are social distancing, you shouldn't need a mask. The risk level should already be low enough. Supermarkets, which have been open throughout the pandemic, have demonstrated, or supermarkets and general stores, and obviously smaller stores, which have now reopened under the you know non-essential retail, it is not possible across the course of a working day for shop staff to socially distance from store customers um it's 
it is possible it's just not practical to expect that's going to happen so therefore they've made it mandatory for customers to protect staff from customers and then obviously it's the store's decision whether they want to mandate it for um staff in order to make customers feel safe which I, you know i understand the logic behind it i suppose the question then comes in uh, and in line with what you're saying there ben about you know you you exercise your own personal choice not to wear something my question to it would be that's far oh, sorry my question to it would be are you socially distancing from your customers if you're yeah, following the guidelines and socially distancing from your customers i don't have an issue with it what i'm seeing from the the bars i've been to since um since bars reopened and from talking is that it doesn't necessarily feel like the social distancing is operating as the guidelines would suggest and therefore i would have thought that some level of, of face covering is is highly beneficial in these environments yeah yeah i think i think a lot of it also depends um and this is this has been said in in the past on the news is how long you spend obviously like if i'm just putting a tray on the table for the drinks if i'm spending what less than 10 seconds putting the tray on the table and then move back then that's it's the same it's, as walking past someone in the street isn't yeah it? yeah exactly so... that's yeah a lot of it is having a bit of con it's one where it's common sense over you could take two you can go to extremes with stuff and wear a mask everywhere. But it's also a lot of common sense as well. If you're passing someone in the street, you don't need to wear a mask. Within reason, obviously. Yeah. But exactly. on the other hand, if you're in a if you're in a queue in Primark and the queue is what, fifteen thousand feet long, like I probably normally is on a Saturday, then you probably need to be wearing the mask. Oh, Have you not seen the photos of the Primark queue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were on Saturday lunchtime, and it was <laughs> it was queuing. In, it, they had they had two separate queues. They didn't understand the system. Oh fuck! <laughs> well, it was one queue for people it's... that understood how to queue, and one and one queue for people who didn't understand for NHS queue. workers. It was a separate queue for Newcastle bar people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're we're going oh, off topic off, here. <laughs> we've got... That took a little, that took a couple of seconds. I did. Now that we've got all this shit out of the systems, join us after the break as we get into some good news. Welcome back, and after having a good bitch, it is time for some good news. And we start with Leo. Give us your rather nerdy good news, my friend. Hello, yes, it is rather nerdy. Good news, it's fun news, it's kind of feel-good news. Basically, over the last kind of week, a lot of data has been leaked from old SNES games and old N64 games. Uh, it's just, uh, it's amazing. Like I can tell you now, Luigi has been a part of Super Mario sixty four this whole time. His sprites in there. There's some early kind of voice 
files they've found. There's old data from Star Fox 2 on the SNES that was cancelled and never made. So there's prototype characters. Uh, there's a prototype screen title for Super Mario Kart before they got to the one they actually got to. There's a sprite they found uh, of all Luigi's sprites in Super Mario World where Luigi is flipping off the camera. <laughs> <laughs> there are many sprites. It's a fucking family-friendly game. Oh, what? what? <laughs> but it's, maybe know, it was never intended to be. It's Super Mario Brothers, not Super Luigi Brothers, so maybe he's just a little bit bitter. Uh, there's loads of sprites of the evolution of Yoshi, which is the goofiest thing ever if you can find it. It's amazing. Right. Just the different type, the kind of like different builds of Luigi before they got on proper Luigi. There's stuff from uh, an Ocarina of Time kind of sequel that never got made for the 64DD, which was like, I think only released in Japan. It was like an add on the N64 console. Uh, I'm just trying, there's loads. I'm just trying to go for wasn't there um, like a really old man Yoshi? So, yeah, you're gonna have to find it. Some of these pictures are amazing. Well, like a full like Fu Manchu mustache and a beard. There is a there is a mustachioed Yoshi somewhere. <laughs> Not too sure. <laughs> like there's early Coopers, Maybe and Goombas, uh, sprites. There's a scrapped Gen Four Legend uh, Pokemon that never kind of made it to the final three, which is mm. really cool looking. Lindsay. Yeah. Let's have a look. Page and sort of missed. It's just great. I mean, the, these games and consoles. There are like you know, twenty fifth anniversary N sixty four next year. Some of these SNES games are like thirty years old. Just that uh, it's still got this aura, and people still have enjoyment in playing them. If you look on Twitch for some of these games, that you'll find someone playing them. You know. Oh, with loads of viewers, and people are making uh, over last year's randomized games. I know I watch a lot of link link to the past randomizers, but they've just built a new game and it's given it a new lease of life. There's Mario Mario sixty four randomizers where any any painting you jump into will take you to any world or any in game. All the stars are randomized within the world. All the red coins are randomized. Yeah, how many? How many stars it takes to get into a room is all right, and so it's a completely new game. And you, people speed run that, and yeah, it's just it's amazing how much enjoyment people can get out of these games so far yeah. in, since they were released. And it just like opens your eyes to just how much of a game actually ends up on the cutting room floor rather yeah. than actually in the final mm. product as well. We need to think about just how much of it was leaked and then you look at broader at games like there's just so many like hours upon hours of content that just gets I mean, lost like high quality hd photos from like promos that were not used and just really nice pictures from uh super mario 60 really yeah nice uh, i'll have to find some of them just you know to like for some reason they just weren't chosen as promo pictures and, and to round off the good news. Moody, give us the good stuff. So I'll take a slightly more serious one, but it's it's I think it's real positive. Um mm-hmm. saw a fantastic article on Vice News uh just yesterday actually. Um and obviously we we spoke a lot in previous uh, previous episodes about the impact of the Black Lives Matter protests and 
everything that's going on around that at the moment. And I think it's probably fair to say, sorry, this is going to start negative, but it will come positive. Stick with me. Okay. It's probably fair to say that since we had those initial conversations and I'm sure our social media feeds were all populated with lots of people making lots of good noises is that it feels like things have maybe gone just a little bit quiet. Um, and obviously this, this fight is not over, Black lives still matter. Um, and, and we need to keep making the right noises and, and pushing for positive change in the right ways. Um, it was heartening actually, uh, we've already talked about the fact that I was up in Nottingham on Saturday, walking through Nottingham market square at uh, quarter past one on Saturday afternoon. There was a black lives matter protest taking place, uh, by the left lion. So, you know, we need to keep this going. But with that said, we can we can take heart from the fact that the message is getting through and change is starting to happen. And I just saw a fantastic article on Vice, uh, which is always good for sort of in-depth um, exposés on, on sometimes controversial topics, but talking around people who have previously had racist or confederate style tattoos it's focused on the the america so obviously the confederacy is a big piece here but people that have previously had those white supremacist tattoos that are now getting them either removed or covered up and obviously you've got quite a few instances of people who've had this happen while they've been in prison or in in detention of some kind uh, whether it's nazi symbols or white pride symbols or or whatever it might be but a really, really good piece around the way that people, I think, are, are now being educated and understanding that that's not them anymore. That is literally the title of the uh, the article today. I'm not that guy, and it basically highlights that we've got a lot of whether it's tattoo artists or um, laser removal specialists have had a massive increase this year in people wanting cover-ups, alterations or removals of racist tattoos. And I think, you know, this is the sort of thing that we've got a massive story that is absolutely global and incorporates millions of people. And it's not going to change overnight, but this to me is a sign of potentially incremental change that for every one of those people that previously was walking around with a swastika on their arm or a white pride symbol on their chest or whatever it might be, if that person has had that covered up and is now going around and speaking to people about the fact that Black Lives Matter and the understanding of, you know, institutional racism, then we can only move in the right direction in in the years to come. So uh, we'll obviously put the link in the in the notes on the podcast and I'd encourage everyone to take a read. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a feel good story, albeit on what is still a, a very tough subject and uh i've said it before and i'll say it again let's normalize people researching more things and changing their mind yeah 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 exactly yeah. i mean i had that situation myself i know it's god knows how many weeks ago that i brought it up on like the podcast but yeah like it was a education moment for me it was uncomfortable but it's one of those things that needed to happen for me to actually appreciate the situation that we are in and i i can see why a lot of people start to say like 
that it feels as if the Black Lives Matter movement has kind of disappeared off social media trends and from the general conversation, but it absolutely shouldn't. It should absolutely still be at a top priority for people to actually address. And as Lindsay said, it should be a normalized conversation that people have to actually notice their own biases of their own community and where they've come from and to actually do better in accepting other people from other races, specifically Black Lives Matter movement here. And with some last minute breaking good news, we turn to Lindsay. I mean, guys, you know I don't like to toot my own horn and I'm obviously the most modest person in the world. But my piece of good news this week is that we're back, guys. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we're back. So some virtual pub podcast on Google to subscribe to it wherever you find it best to listen to this podcast. It is amazing news. Thank you. I thought so. <laughs> I thought it deserved another mention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and given that we're all going back to work, the fact that we've actually managed to find an evening <laughs> yeah. that we're all free. We've been Don't planning the comeback for happen. two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't expect this to fucking happen anytime soon again. We're going to keep trying. We'll see <laughs> you in two. <laughs> this is it. Uh, season two, episode one. The next time will be season three. <laughs> season two, episode <laughs> one in 2021. <laughs> see you at but christmas yeah. oh wait christmas bar work no i'll see you in like january yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're gonna actually, have to no, get replacements actually, in no, for me and ben actually, no, i was organized so i booked everyone's in all for the four uh, everyone's in all for the foreseeable oh i'm not allo- i mean i'm not allowed to book holiday ow so. sorry my hip's just gone i, just I know my- the pain <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> wow. I like Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 Oh, I just tried it, really smells. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Welcome to welcome to the virtual pub episode season two. Our, our, <coughs> our bodily functions <laughs> in pain. <laughs> Jesus. Let me finish this part to go to the quiz. <laughs> after the break. As we yeah, get to the pub quiz. When Jay, get, when Jay gets out of this shit. Welcome back, and it is time for the pub quiz. I will be filling in while Dolby will be coming back next week to do the quiz just like he always does with his wonderful, wonderful voice. So here are the rules, same as normal. I've got 10 questions for you. Say your name if you know the answer. If you get it wrong, you will be out of that question and unable to answer again. The loser will have to sing a song to sing us out of their choice. Does everybody understand the rules of the quiz? Yes. 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 Okay. Let's begin. Question number one. 
on July 16th, during the break between season one and season two of this oh so wonderful podcast, please do subscribe. Dolby turned 30. But which comedy actor and SNL star turned 53 on the same day? Lindsay? Lindsay? Going to go for the obvious one with Tina Fey. Incorrect. Uh, Anybody else want to give it a go? uh, Leah. Leah? Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell is correct. Whoa! Oh, (laughs) yes. Wonderful guess. Wonderful guess. One point to Leo. Question number two. Who were the first team relegated from the Premier League this season? That was Ben Thorpe. Norwich. Norwich is correct. Norwich City. Ah, I got a sports one wrong. Where are you? (laughs) Bortsby Avenue. Question number three. According to reports, China diagnosed two cases of which deadly historical disease? Ben Thorpe. Leo. Ben Thorpe again. Bubonic plague. That is correct. The bubonic plague. Ben Thorpe coming out to a storming lead. Question number four. Which country's prime minister received the highest approval rating in polling history? Lindsay. Lindsay. I don't know. I'm going for New Zealand. New Zealand is correct. Mm. Boom. Sisters doing it for themselves. What word? I was going to go for Russia, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Our president is very good, yes. (laughs) Our president is vodka, yes? (laughs) I am am saying this without gun against head. (laughs) I say this. this. Our Russia fights bears. Our Russia fights bears. Our president fights bears. Okay, we're done with the Russia jokes. (laughs) Question... Number five. Which artist was UK number one for the most time while we have been off air? Ben Thorpe. Ben Thorpe. No, it's gone. It's gone. Uh, We'll go for... uh, I'm going to go for it, Wiley. He's number one in the news for a different reason. That's, I mean, uh, I'm sure he got cancelled. That's a, that's a strong argument, but that is incorrect. Um, Lindsay. Lindsay? I'm going for, I don't know, The weekend. The weekend is incorrect. Leo. Leo. I don't know why, I'm just thinking Lewis Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi is incorrect. Moody. Moody. Mm-hmm. What's the one that's been on? I've just got in here. Oh, oh, (laughs) What's that lady? There's Lady Gaga one, isn't there? Lady Gaga. That is incorrect. Uh, Can I have a guess? Can I have one more guess? I put my hand up like a kid. Um, (laughs) You won't uh, get a point for it, but go for it. No, is it Taylor Swift? It is not Tay-Tay. Is it Ariana? Seen as as said UK artist. Someone, whoever, uh, I've, I've never heard of this person either, guys. Da Baby. Oh well. Oh, what? that rock star. Song. That, that sounds like Moody. 
That's why Dalby's got stuck for a quiz question. I've not listened to <laughs> any new music. <gasps> maybe, maybe Da Baby is Dan Dolby's alter ego. Ooh. Ooh. What, like a controversial guy's conspiracy theory here? That's really why he's not here. He's playing a show in LA. <laughs> <laughs> right. Question number six. No one denied it, just saying. I know. It's have you seen them both in the same room? Never. Exactly. True. Exactly. Either that or he's Batman. <laughs> he's not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> okay. Question number six. The sitcom community has seen one of its most highly rated episodes taken off of streaming platforms for racial insensitivity. <gasps> Which board game does the plot revolve around? Lindsay. Lindsay. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is correct. The magician <laughs> is the scene. And we're just going to ignore that hate crime right there is the line afterwards. <laughs> so, points so far, ladies and gentlemen. Thorpe and Lindsay are on two points. Leo is on one, and Moody is trailing behind with zero. Come back, Sam. Question number seven. What date could gyms reopen in the UK? Ben Thorpe. Moody. Thorpe. August 1st. Incorrect. Moody. 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 July the 25th. July the 25th. Let me double check because I've got the answer here that says it's incorrect. But I'm going well, to it, double check that because I do it, believe it is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we knew Ben wasn't going to know because Ben's never stepped foot in a gym in his life. Ah, okay. Yeah, it, it is the 25th right. of July. I'm going to, yeah, I'll give you that point. What was, what, was the, Dolby's, what was Dolby's answer? The answer was the 27th. Okay. Uh, but I I've I was, just done I was, some quick research. Yeah, I was going to make really... I went. I went to one on the 27th, so they definitely opened then. <laughs> I just went for some quick research there because you sounded so convincing in your answer. I had to go to an individual adjudicator. I said August the 1st. I walked past the gym with someone in it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the top tier answer there then. Question number eight. What major local football match took place on the same day that the pubs reopened? Moody. Hello. That was Moody. I'm going to word it correctly. Derby Forest. Correct. It was Derby Forest. Question number nine. Which TV personality brought his PE lessons to an end last week? Moody. Jesus. Moody again. I told you the comeback's on here. Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks is correct. Last of first, Moody motherfuckers. Storm into the... <laughs> so, at this point, Leo is playing for pride. Let's see if you can get this question, mate. Question number 10. What is the name of the new Christopher Nolan film? Moody. That... <laughs> Moody. <laughs> I've, I've smashed the second half of this because haven't I? Tenet. Tenet is correct. I didn't know that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, 
the moment that Moody says comeback, turns out he actually does mean a comeback. Yeah, the quiz, the quiz and he's not just trying to prep himself up with confidence. This, the, that, that reminds me of a recent football game that um, we may have witnessed uh, with Forrest needing a draw. Oh, Jesus. So, final scores. You didn't get to the next division. Moody absolutely destroyed with four points. Thorpe and in a tied second with two points, and Leo singing us out tonight at one point. <laughs> oh dear! So you got to get used to this, mate. Uh, yeah. You're now a full-time cast member. <laughs> no, I'm not moody. I'm not going to sing that. <laughs> Have a think what you want to sing, and oh, I will just a do idea. a quick thank you to everybody who took the time to listen to this means the world that you would take this time to actually put up with us. And if you do enjoy this episode, please do go ahead and share it with your friends and family, but also do share us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts nowadays, because we are literally everywhere. And if you would like to support us elsewhere, then please do find us on Facebook and Twitter at the virtual pub PC. You can find me at Mr. Jason England on Twitter and Instagram. Lindsay, where can we find you? You can find me at Kezibeat on Twitter and Instagram. And Ben Thorpe, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ben's Face. And finally, Leo, where can we find you on the social media? I am Burning Paper Heart. That's burning without the G, heart without the E. Cool, and I just realised how much of an old fucking man I said I sounded like by saying the social media. <laughs> so on that social media, on that social media, and on that note, thank you all so much for listening. Leo, take it away. Well, I'm doing this from a YouTube video, so you're going to try and hopefully get what it's going to. No, be. you don't get backing track. Oh no, you don't. I'm going to hear the backing track. In the same way that I know Moody. <laughs> Have you ever ever felt like this? <laughs> like this? <laughs> Where strange, strange things happen. Are you going round the twist? Ever felt like this? Have strange things happen. Are you going? Are you going round the twist? You heard a word about the bird and uh, the spider. spider. The wiggle, wiggle, the jiggle, and it jiggled inside. inside Have you ever? <laughs> ben, ben. ben, if you don't know the words, don't sing. Happened. Are you going round twist? Have you ever? <laughs> ever felt like this? <laughs> I am now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you. Now that we've said uh, you've Lynn... a twist. Wonderful. <laughs> Lindsay, I think you'll find that those were the lyrics I was singing. I think Leo was wrong. Yeah, like it's a wriggled, second after Leo. Wriggled and jiggled and ziggled inside her. Ziggled? Ziggled. Oh, is it a oh, ziggle? Is it a ziggle? Oh. oh, be quiet. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, one and all. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Ciao, ciao.